I want to welcome you to another episode of the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. My name is Seth Yolorda, and I'll be your leadership coach for the next 15 minutes or so, helping you become a high-performance leader who leads high-performance teams to make a big impact in this world. With this podcast, we are on a mission to help every person see themselves as a leader and to equip every leader to lead their teams with a clear, compelling vision. Each week, we provide free tools and resources so that you can expand your leadership capacity and that you can lead with a big, bold, courageous vision that will inspire your team and change the world. And I would just ask that if you find this content valuable, I'll be so honored if you would write a review or rate the content wherever you consume it. And please subscribe. I'm always shooting for a five-star review. It would also mean so much to me if you would share this content with your colleagues, your team, your friends, even your family. We are on a journey here with Vision Clarity to build a community of visionaries with this podcast. So you sharing this content is one of the best ways to do that. Now, in today's session, I want to spend some time talking with you about how you, as a leader, can really position yourself to lead your leader. Now, I know a lot of times we always see leadership and we always frame leadership around how you lead your teams. But the reality is, is that 99% of you out there are middle managers or you may be the senior leader, but you still have a leader to report to. You may be the senior leader of your department, but you report to the vice president, or you might be the vice president, but you report to the president, or you might be the president, but you report to the board of directors. The majority of leaders do have direct reports who report to them, but they also have someone they report to. And if you've been in that position where you report to someone for longer than I'll give you like two weeks, you will know that sometimes you and your leader don't always see eye to eye. And it can be, unfortunately, a really frustrating experience, especially if your leader is not listening to this podcast. Let me just make a plug there. And as a result, they're not leading you and they're not leading their team very well. They may be very autocratic. They may be ruling with the iron fist, very directive. Maybe they're not listening to the team. Maybe they have their head in the sand and they're just telling people what to do. Or they're not really connecting. They're not doing all of those things, which I'm teaching and preaching through this podcast that leaders should be doing. And so as a result, you're sitting back saying, man, my leader is really struggling and I don't know how long I can stay in this role with them as my leader. And if you find yourself there, trust me, 99% of leaders have had frustration with their senior leader. And so you're in good company, but I don't want you to just throw in the towel because you feel like you and your senior leader don't get along. No, that's not what we wanna do, at least not yet. There may come a point where you feel like, you know what, I'm not growing in this role, my leader's not investing in me, the team, the culture, the, the our organization, this is no longer a healthy place for me, I do need to move out of this role. That might come, but if you're not there yet, what I wanna give you is some principles that will help you as a leader lead your leader. I've been fortunate to have great senior leaders from my time being in the church sector to my time now being in healthcare. I have had phenomenal leaders who listen, who are visionaries, who are inspiring, who take time to connect, but I recognize that that's not everyone's story. So if you find yourself in that situation where you feel like you are on some level leading from the second chair is what we call it, how do you lead your leader? I wanna give you 
nine principles. These were principles established by John Maxwell that I just felt are so good and so timeless. I wanted to make sure I shared them with you today. So how do you lead your leader? Well, number one, you want to make sure that you lead yourself exceptionally well. Point number one, if you're going to lead your leader, you have to lead yourself well. You can't be that person who shows up late, doesn't get your reports in on time. Your leader's always having to looking for you, always having to look over your shoulder. It feels as though you're dropping the ball. You're not coming through on what you say you're going to do. Your department's struggling. Your team is frustrated. There's no way that you as a leader can lead your leader if you're not leading yourself well. You have to lead yourself exceptionally well if you want to lead your leader. You have to be able to make the right decisions for yourself, the right decisions for your team, manage those decisions daily. You have to be that person who follows through and who demonstrates a high level of consistency. Senior leaders have a hard time listening to their team if their team is not being consistent. Whether it's right or wrong, the point simply is that if you want your senior leader to listen to you, you have to make sure that you are leading yourself well and that you're actually demonstrating the type of leadership that you would hope to see them model as well. So number one, you have to lead yourself well. Number two, if you want to lead your leader, you have to lighten your leader's load. I love this point because what this point essentially says is that if I want to have influence with my leader and be able to lead my leader from the second chair, I have to make sure that my leader is successful. I have to do everything in my power to lighten my leader's load so that my leader can be successful because when my leader is successful, I know the organization will be successful. And what's also true is that it is impossible for you to win if your boss fails. Now, I just want to put a pause there because I recognize that there may be some leaders out there who you're actually waiting for your boss to fail so that their boss can remove them from the situation and hopefully you get a promotion. I get it. I totally understand. But I just want to put this in your spirit and tell you it will be extremely hard for you to win if your boss fails. Most likely what the VP or president will do is they may remove your boss and bring in someone new from the outside or from another division. And what that person will do is probably clean house. That most likely is the reality if your department and your organization is failing. And so I don't want you to sit back and, and have one of those, ooh, I'm waiting for my boss to fail so that I can get a promotion or I can take his or her job. No, 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 no. It will be very difficult for you to win if your boss fails. The third thing I want you to understand when it comes to leading your leader is that in addition to lightening your leader's load, you as a leader have to be willing to do things that other people are not willing to do. Few things will gain the appreciation of a top leader more quickly than an employee with a whatever it takes attitude. If you want to get your leader's attention and therefore also get their ear, you have to be that employee who does whatever it takes. Now, obviously, I'm not suggesting that you go out there and you break any type of moral or ethical laws that would put you or your organization at jeopardy in order to help your boss win. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying do whatever it takes within ethical 
moral and organizational boundaries, your missional boundaries. Make sure that you do whatever it takes. So you have to be willing to take on that extra work, take on those extra projects, tackle whatever has to be done. And I promise you that will get your leader's attention. The fourth principle that I want to give you is that if you're trying to lead your leader, you have to do more than manage. Now, a lot of middle managers are in a position where they're managing their team. They got the direction, they got the budget, they got the vision, they got the strategic plan from their leader, and now their responsibility is simply to manage the team. But I want to tell you that leaders are not just looking for managers. Leaders are looking for people who take the initiative go the extra mile, and will really lead their teams. But in order to do that, you really have to understand the difference between management and leadership. Whereas a manager is all about stabilizing and controlling and organizing and making sure that there's consistency and order, a leader is all about charting a direction, making sure people are moving in that new direction, aligning resources, ensuring that people are motivated and inspired, tackling and solving problems and, get, and clearing the way making sure that your teams are very clear on the vision and the direction that you're going in. Leadership is all about movement. Management is all about stability. When you want to influence your leader, just know that they're not just looking for someone to manage the problems and manage the staff, that most senior top level leaders, they're looking for people to take the bull by the horns and to lead. Come up with new, fresh ideas, Figure out how we can solve problems that will add value to the organization, create more margin in the budget. Really take on the great task of leading your team into the future. That's what leaders are looking for from their teams. So let's just recap. Number one, if you want to lead your leader, you want to lead yourself exceptionally well. You want to lighten your leader's load. You want to be willing to do things that others won't do. And you don't want to just manage, but you want to lead. The other thing that I want to give you is that you also want to invest in relationship chemistry. Often when I'm coaching leaders who are looking to grow and expand their team and maybe add individuals to the organization, I often share with them this analogy of you being on a team is almost similar to going on a road trip with some of your close friends. Imagine going on a road trip from California to New York. It's going to take you like two, three, maybe four days to travel that distance. Would you want to be in a car with individuals that you do not get along with? It would be devastating. It would be like the road trip from hell. Well, on some level, that's like leading a team. You're stuck with these people. Most of the time, you spend the majority of your day with them, eight hours, if not more, of your day with them. You want to make sure that you actually like these people and that you all get along. And it's no different with your leader. If your leader doesn't fundamentally like you, then it's going to be very hard for them to want to listen to you. I know this might be hard for some people to accept, but the reality is, is that you as a leader, if you're trying to lead your leader, you have to invest in relationship chemistry. As a leader, it is your job to connect with people. And if you're trying to lead your leader, it is your job to connect with your leader. Now, you might be saying, well, my leader should be trying to connect with me. Yeah, they probably should be trying to connect with you. However, you're the one who's in this position where you're saying, you know what? My leader is struggling. I, I see that they're having a hard time leading the team. You know, it's really tough under their leadership. 
How can I influence them? How can I be able to share with them tips and ideas and innovations and actually have them listen to me? Well, I have to make sure that they like me. I have to make sure that I'm positioning myself in a way where I'm building up relationship chemistry. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go get drinks with them after work. That doesn't mean that you have to go on golfing trips with them. But it does mean that when you have an opportunity to connect with them on a personal level, you should really try to connect with them on a personal level. Now, this is not being manipulative. This is not you trying to take advantage of your leader or be political. This is just about you recognizing that robots don't lead people. People lead people. And if you want to lead people, you have to be willing to connect with people. And if you want to lead your leader, you have to be able to connect with your leader, both professionally by doing a great job and leading yourself well, but also personally, what are they interested in? What's their family dynamic like? Are you able to connect with them on things in the job and outside of the job in a way where you're actually able to build strong relationship chemistry with them? So invest in relationship chemistry. The other thing I wanna give you is that when you are attempting to lead your leader, I wanna make sure that whenever you have your leader's attention, that you do not waste your leader's time. All I'm saying is be prepared. Be prepared every time you take your leader's time. Time is the one commodity that cannot be increased no matter what the leader does. So if you have their time, Make sure that you are prepared and that you are ready and that you're not there fumbling and stumbling and wasting their time. It will go a long way if they know that every time you show up, you are prepared. That's a part of you leading yourself well. So here's the principles that I've given you. I mean, there's others that we could also include that if you just lead yourself well and that you always stay prepared and that you become that person who's lighting, lightening your leader's load, what inevitably will happen is that you will become the go-to player for your leader so that whenever they need something done, whenever they need a thought partner, whenever they need someone who's gonna, who they know they can give a task to and the task will be completed, they will call on you because every leader out there, probably yourself as well, you're looking for people who can step up and make a difference when it matters. Every leader is looking for people who can step up and make a difference when it matters. So be that person for your leader and you will be able to lead your leader like never before. Again, this is the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. I hope that this episode was beneficial to you, that as you are driving to work or maybe you're on your lunch break, you're driving home and you're just kind of scratching your head, you're kind of frustrated because you've been unable to really get your leader to see what's happening in your team and hopefully make some different decisions. If you do these things, it will position you to be able to lead your leader so that you can actually have a lot of influence from the second chair. I would ask that if you found this episode valuable, that you would share it with your family and your friends and that you would subscribe and definitely leave a five-star review. And we will be back next Monday to give you another free leadership coaching session so that you can grow your leadership so you can lead high-performing teams to make a great impact in this world. I'll see you next week.